Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, welcome to God's Whole Story. This is Chelsea, and I'm here today with Chris. Hey everybody. Hello. Um, And today we're in Genesis 4. Genesis 4, Cain and Abel. Yeah, what a shame. <laughs> we got the bad news of Genesis 3, and it just, that stain of sin just continued to grow. It gets, it gets worse. The first sibling rivalry. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's a pretty bad one. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, I guess if it ends in murder, it's really bad. <laughs> it's probably not a sibling rivalry. It's some other. <laughs> Something worse. Much, much worse. <laughs> of course, we were talking about uh, Cain and Abel, and when these guys get into a fix that ends up with one of them dead. Yeah. Um, anything stick out to you in this story about, about worship and Abel and what he chose to bring to the Lord and Cain, what he chose to bring to the Lord? Um, yeah, I think it's interesting. The Lord gives specific instructions for what should be sacrificed to him. Yeah, it does seem to be that there's there's one that's kind of respected and honored and one that isn't as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and we it's interesting because we don't have a lot of clarity on that. That seems like later in, in Scripture we have a lot more clarity on what an offering is supposed to look like, what sacrifices are supposed to be. But even back here, there was something that separated the appropriate from inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it resulted in jealousy and murder yeah so that was a big deal <laughs> jealousy is like a it's an interesting sin that's talked about a lot i i recently was reading um oh my word i'm forgetting the book of the bible it's one of paul's letters but he talks about how um there's dissension among you because you covet what each other has hmm. and you fight and you attack um and i was talking about that with my kids <laughs> <laughs> Not to this point. Just Let's of, hopefully not to this point, Chelsea. <laughs> Speaking of sibling rivalry, just like, hey, when you want what somebody else has and you're not content with what you have, um, it leads you to attack. And that's almost always the original, he has what I want and I did this. Um, it's like this this sin that uh, when you aren't content, when you aren't um, grateful, then it can lead to some pretty hostile feelings, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, and I think very, I mean, one of the main reasons this story is in here is just to show kind of the the continued degradation of sin. You know, we have the uh, original sin, uh, Adam and Eve in the garden, they're kicked out. The very next story is we hear about Adam and Eve having more kids, and they're within the first family, there is a murder. Mm-hmm. There is jealousy, and continuing on, we start to get into the various generations here, and you just see that... Uh, as we go heading towards the flood, wickedness just keeps getting greater and greater and greater till God eventually is saying, okay, things are getting so bad, I'm going to step in and do something because this actually could damage my plan of redemption if we don't do something about this wickedness. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just in a, it seems because we're just reading, it's like two chapters, but obviously this is hundreds and thousands of years when you start to look at the uh, how old the people were. Uh, 
is pretty interesting in Genesis chapter five, everybody lives uh, quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 800 years, 900 years, 777 years, <laughs> except for Enoch. I never want to be that old. <laughs> I think it was different then. <laughs> Probably. I'm pretty sure you, like, you didn't hit <laughs> 65 and feel... Can you imagine just Like you got like... <laughs> another 10 times of this coming. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, how much longer am I going to live? <laughs> oh yeah, it. I think it had to be different. <laughs> I hope um, so, for their sake. I mean, well... <laughs> I'm, I think it probably did as many kids as they fathered because hmm. they were definitely fathering children. And, they were multiplying. <laughs> yes. Uh, far longer into life than what we, <laughs> we are familiar with today. Yes. <laughs> Any thoughts on Enoch there? I mean, he gets a lot of press. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't say too much about him, but it just says he had a close fellowship with God and then he disappeared. Isn't that interesting? Like, it's so interesting to me what what God chose to include in his uh-huh. word. Just like that little tidbit of like not a lot of detail, but enough to be like, hmm. <laughs> I think one of the things I do think in this is because we're, we are seeing kind of that we are walking down the stairs towards like God wiping out the planet, mm. except for a few righteous people. Mm-hmm. It also shows us that uh, there's always a faithful few. Like even when, I mean, probably before God wiped out humanity with the flood that was probably about one of the worst times of wickedness in all of human history and at the same point we've got this faithful guy enoch that was just doing what he did mm-hmm. he lived a very short life of 365 years <laughs> i mean the guy was barely into his prime <laughs> and he walked with god and then he was gone hmm. um he's one of the the people that i think will be interesting just to we get to Having some data to learn a little bit more about. So, yeah, like, what happened there, buddy? <laughs> tell me a little bit more about your life, Enoch. It was interesting to me to read uh, verse 29. So, Lamech names his son Noah because he says, May he bring us relief from our work and the painful labor of farming this ground that the Lord has cursed. And I mean, <laughs> look what happened with Noah's <laughs> life. <laughs> I guess he brought relief. <laughs> relief of a different sort. <laughs> Um, I've never noticed that before. Not really known as a farmer much, though. <laughs> kind of a sailor. A sailor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I, I don't think I've ever really thought too much about that, if I'm totally <laughs> honest there. But there is some relief. Yeah. For sure, there's yep. a rescue <laughs> that he is involved in. Thanks, Noah. Um, okay, so, yeah. The Lord says, my spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time. I... I have a question about the Lord and uh, his long <laughs> suffering and his kindness and all these things. Um, I mean, I think you can make the argument that in his kindness, he maintained the human race. Um, Absolutely. But, but like, does God let his emotions get the better of him in this situation? Does God have emotions, Chris? <laughs> so I think this is, and we're going to see this a lot, something that is in biblical study is a really, really big word called an anthropomorphism and i <laughs> barely even got that out uh it is ascribing spell that for me <laughs> no <laughs> show notes see the show notes for yes. that uh it is ascribing human attributes and human characteristics to god uh which happens often you know we talk about jesus sitting at the right hand of god mm-hmm. or you know we talk about God in human terms, God turning his face you know things yeah like as that. we it, try to understand god we put him in and terms it's we, we are putting him yeah, in a context that we understand. So mm-hmm. does God have emotions? Yeah, I think he does. But we have to guard against totally interpreting God's emotions 
through human emotions mm-hmm. because he's infinite and totally holy, no sin in him, and we are finite and fallen. So we always have to kind of take that with a grain of salt. That, you know, and sometimes I think we actually get into trouble when we try to make God like us. Yeah. Um, we actually begin to change who he is. We take away some of his mystery. I had a good friend one time say that a God who fits inside our head is too small. Mm. Uh, and so I th- does he, is he, this an expression of sadness? Is this an expression of look at how bad sin is God? I think it's those things. Um, is it God letting his emotions get the better of him? I don't, I don't think we want to do that because then we've got a God that just might have a really bad day. Yeah, or it, and it's too much like us. I think, yeah. yeah, with God's emotions, when you think about that, I think we have to remember that God is perfect and holy. And he, if he experiences emotions like us, it's nothing like us. Um, his love is way different than anything we could ever imagine. His anger is way different than anything we can imagine um, because it's not angry outbursts that he's having. It's perfect, righteous mm-hmm. anger that we will probably never experience. And, I mean, the passage that you're referring to is also kind of where... God limits human lifespan to about 120. Yeah. Uh, and we, we kind of, from this point on, see the lifespan of people start to decrease here. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're no longer going to be living 900 years as some of these guys did. Thank goodness. Um, which, I mean, there's a lot of arguments around that, that like people live longer uh, because of just the whole plan of God in populating the earth. And once there was enough people, there wasn't like... You didn't have to live that long and have that many children in order to continue to populate the earth and Mm. to see God's plan move forward. Um, Right after that 120 years, there's an interesting thing about some giants. (laughs) The Nephilites. Anything you want to share about (laughs) this? Because these giants are doing some interesting things. (laughs) I I wish Ryan was here because he... uh, as always, he has some interesting. He brings a very Ryan perspective. <laughs> um, but I've I've always just read this at very face value that it's not like angels having intercourse with mm-hmm. humans, which is one of the views. Which is a view. I that's not how I read it. I read it as you know, uh, sons of God, meaning humans, mm-hmm. men. Um, having intercourse with women and giving birth to children who became heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. Just like taking it at face value is how I, I've always read it. Of course, there are different views, but and probably more entertaining views than that. But <laughs> yeah, and it's just not clear. Um, and anytime you've got something in scripture that's not clear, like you want to be careful that you don't build an entire doctrine around it, that you don't uh, go off on on these wild rabbit trails. You just say, hmm, that's kind of interesting. We don't hear a whole lot about that. Um, but where we do see it, let's note it. And then it doesn't change any major doctrines. Yeah. I mean, if you've never read Genesis and only have ever seen the Noah movie, the rock people, are, there's no evidence for that. <laughs> yes. If you're just, like, yes, can you talk to the Nephilites? There's actually not an exciting thing like rock Since people. <laughs> we are about to go into Noah, uh, just a disclaimer here. The Noah movie is not scripturally accurate. <laughs> Um, there are other movies that are reasonably accurate, but Noah would not be one of them. <laughs> Entertaining, but um, yeah, don't don't uh, have your devotions with that. <laughs> Start off my morning with the movie Noah. <laughs> um, yeah, we get into Noah, and uh, again, the Lord is kind of um, fed up with the sin that's and the mm-hmm. corruption that's happening. Um, but there is one man, Noah, who he chooses to preserve. 
yeah, Noah and his family, because they are righteous, God gives them this crazy request to go and build a boat because it's about to rain and he's going to flood the earth. And all preachers have said at some time, how much faith did it take Noah to build a boat when it had never even rained, uh, much less seeing the earth flood? And it's, it's actually accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is pretty remarkable that he goes out and does this um, without ever witnessing that in his, in his life. Uh, and I, I think the, the picture of Noah is such a picture of, it is a picture of rescue. It is a picture of redemption. It's in many ways a foreshadowing of some things that, that are going to come. But I think in light of how wicked things have gotten, it, it also is a statement that uh, wickedness will not prevail. And if it's about to supersede the plan of God, God steps in and does something drastic. Um, he says he will never do this again, and he doesn't. But uh, his plan was not going to be derailed. People's, the sinfulness of man would not derail the plan of God. Hmm. And yeah. so much so that if it took wiping out all but a few people, uh, that's what God was going to do to protect his plan to reverse the curse of sin and death. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine being the only blameless person living on earth? <laughs> well, actually, yes. No. <laughs> I'm very familiar. <laughs> um, I just, I can't even, like, when you think about the corruption and wickedness that we can imagine um, was happening at this time and, and Noah being... The and, and with us... I mean, I think even here, though, blameless doesn't mean perfect. Right. Blameless means faithful. Blameless yes. means trusting in, in God. Like, I think we, from what we saw in Genesis 3, we can assume that Noah had a faith that there was going to be a Messiah who would come, that he would come and reverse the curse. And he, he isn't a perfect man. We see after the flood, he's not a perfect man, um, but he's faithful. And yeah. his family is faithful. And uh, there we're going to see over and over again that God will use a few faithful people to accomplish his purposes. When it looks like wickedness will prevail, a few faithful ones can see the plans of God come to pass. Genesis 4, 1. Now Adam had sexual relations with his wife Eve, and she became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, she said, With the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Later she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. "'Why are you so angry?' the Lord asked Cain. "'Why do you look so dejected?' You will be accepted if you do what is right, but if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. One day Cain suggested to his brother, Let's go out into the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Afterward, the Lord asked Cain, Where is your brother? Where is Abel? I don't know, Cain responded. Am I my brother's guardian? But the Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are cursed and banished from the ground, which has swallowed your brother's blood. No longer will the ground yield good crops for you, no matter how hard you work. From now on, you will be a homeless wanderer on the earth. Cain replied to the Lord, My punishment is too great for me to bear. You have banished me from this land and from your presence. You have made me a homeless wanderer. Anyone who finds me will kill me. 
The Lord replied, No, for I will give a sevenfold punishment to anyone who kills you. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain to warn anyone who might try to kill him. So Cain left the Lord's presence and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain had sexual relations with his wife, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Enoch. Then Cain founded a city, which he named Enoch after his son. Enoch had a son named Irad. Irad became the father of Mehuel. Mehuel became the father of Methushael. Methushael became the father of Lamech. Lamech married two women. The first was named Ada, and the second was named Zillah. Ada gave birth to Jabel, which is the first of those who raise livestock and live in tents. His brother's name was Jubal, the first of all who play the harp and flute. Lamech's other wife, Zillah, gave birth to a son named Tubal, Cain. He became an expert in forging tools of bronze and iron. Tubal, Cain, had a sister named Nama. One day Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, listen to my voice. Listen to me, you wives of Lamech. I have killed a man who attacked me, a young man who wounded me. If someone who kills Cain is punished seven times, then the one who kills me will be punished seventy-seven times. Adam had sexual relations with his wife again, and she gave birth to another son. She named him Seth, for she said, God has granted me another son in place of Abel, whom Cain killed. When Seth grew up, he had a son and named him Enosh. At that time, people first began to worship the Lord by name. This is the written account of the descendants of Adam. When God created human beings, he made them to be like himself. He created them male and female, and he blessed them and called them human. When Adam was 130 years old, he became the father of a son who was just like him. In his very image, he named his son Seth. After the birth of Seth, Adam lived for another 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Adam lived 930 years, and then he died. When Seth was 105 years old, he became the father of Enosh. After the birth of Enosh, Seth lived another 807 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Seth lived 912 years, and then he died. When Enosh was 90 years old, he became the father of Kenan. After the birth of Kenan, Enosh lived another 815 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Enosh lived 905 years, and then he died. When Kenan was 70 years old, he became the father of Mahalel. After the birth of Mahalel, Kenan lived another 840 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Kenan lived 910 years, and then he died. When Mahalel was 65 years old, he became the father of Jared. After the birth of Jared, Mehehalel lived another 830 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Mehehalel lived 895 years, and then he died. When Jared was 162 years old, he became the father of Enoch. After the birth of Enoch, Jared lived another 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Jared lived 962 years, and then he died. When Enoch was 65 years old, he became the father of Methuselah. After the birth of Methuselah, Enoch lived in close fellowship with God for another 300 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Enoch lived 365 years, walking in close fellowship with God. Then one day he disappeared, because God took him away. When Methuselah was 187 years old, he became the father of Lamech. After the birth of Lamech, Methuselah lived another 782 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Methuselah lived 969 years, and then he died. When Lamech was 182 years old, he became the father of a son. Lamech named his son Noah, for he said, May he bring us relief from our work and the painful labor of farming this ground that the Lord has cursed. 
After the birth of Noah, Lamech lived another 595 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Lamech lived 777 years, and then he died. After Noah was 500 years old, he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Then the people began to multiply on the earth, and daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women and took any that they wanted as their wives. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time, for they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. In those days, and for some time after, giant Nephilites lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry that he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I ever made them. But Noah found favor with the Lord. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on the earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all this corruption in the world for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth. Build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle, and upper. Look, I'm about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die, but I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal, male and female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to be kept alive, and be sure to take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. So Noah did everything exactly as the Lord commanded him. Hey everyone, we hope you're enjoying God's whole story as much as we are. If you like this podcast, go ahead and give us a five-star review. It helps us get God's word out to other people. Also, be sure to follow God's Whole Story podcast on Facebook and Instagram, where you can ask questions, learn more, and connect with myself, Ryan, and Chris. Thanks for listening.